And you could do the same thing even with internal audits with like an SCSF, right? You could have, you know, the, the higher level echelon of the ticketing system, whatever that is, whether it's an epic or a story or whatever. Uh, you could have that be the control genre and then you, whatever layer down is the control and then whatever layer down are the sub-controls and so on and so on. Howdy, y'all, and welcome to the Cyber Ranch Podcast. That's Durley Gutierrez, head of security at 1010 Data and former guest on the show. Durley has actually been on twice now, once in a live panel and once in a discussion with me about the journey to passwordless authentication. Durley is on the show today because of a conversation we had literally just three hours before recording that got me so excited that I insisted we record the same day. Durley has a tool in mind that you probably would not think of that he thinks can manage just about his entire security program. Welcome to the Cyber Ranch Podcast, recorded under the big blue skies of Texas, where one CISO explores the cybersecurity landscape with the help of friends and experts. Here's your host, Alan Alford. So Durley, Accidental CISO was on the show before, and I got to tell you a funny story. The very first time I ran into Accidental CISO was on Twitter. I say ran into, I just saw one of his posts, and he made a joke that day that the most commonly used tool in all of cybersecurity was, in fact, Microsoft Excel. And, of course, everybody had a giggle over that and, you know, made their cracks and made their jokes, but the reality was he probably was telling the truth. So you and I had a conversation this afternoon, and I was like, let's get Durley on the show right away. This is too cool. You have got an alternative for Microsoft Excel as the tool that does all the things the CISO should do. What is that tool, Durley? Yeah, so I, I still believe today that it is uh, Excel, but I think it should be moved to your ticketing system, where the ticketing system will be the future tool of all CISOs and senior executives in security. Oh, that is too cool. So we're going to get into this, guys. And I wanted everyone to hear this. Durley, Durley's got a great idea here. All right. I'm going to, I'm just going to run some bullets by you. And we're going to talk about, okay, fine. If this tool can do everything, let's, let's hear some examples. So I'm going to start with risk management. How can your ticketing system help you with risk management? Yeah. So in your ticketing system, you, you tend to have uh, an area for stages, sometimes in the, the UI, it's going to look like columns. Um, so within those, you, if you can customize your ticketing system, unless it's a very low cost ticketing system, most of these you can highly customize them, not only the tickets, but the stages, uh, the, the sprints, right? So you can use the ticketing system, columns or stages as part of the process, part of a life cycle, right? So for risk management, you may have an initial stage where you're Security is analyzing the risk. That could be one column. And then you could have uh, an SME column for the next stage. And then uh, the way I manage risk is similar to banks or more Isaka style. So I have a layer uh, three, two, and one. And one's usually the C-suite, right? Three is usually manager or senior SME level, right? And you have a stage for each one of these. And then once you go through the whole process and you register the risk, it goes into the column called registry. And then uh, if a risk needs remuneration and it has been renamed, it goes into that remuneration column. And if the risk is no longer uh, a risk anymore, right, you can, you can close it out or offboard it. And you can do this with, with vendor management lifecycle, data government's lifecycle, any, any kind of lifecycle or process, you could have these in the call. Yeah, and then the ticket itself would have all the data that you would have in your Excel spreadsheet, right? So who's the owner, who's the L1, 2, and 3, uh, the notes, 
right, from the risk review, uh, a, a lot of this common data that you would put in the Excel spreadsheet go into the actual ticket itself. I'm liking this. All right. So risk management, we're not just talking about the ticket itself. We're not just talking about a risk register. We're even inclusive of the life cycle with this. And you just dropped casually vendor management, same story. Walk me through a little bit of some examples about vendor management, how we're going to do this there. Yeah. So vendor management, the, the process doesn't have as many steps as risk management. Um, it has just an initial review stage and then an SME review and then a possible legal review that is optional stage, and then it goes into registry and then offboarding. Um, so those are the main stages. And then the ticket itself has all the common information, right? Who the vendor is, a description, uh, where they're being used in your enterprise, especially if it's an IT service. Uh, and then in the attachments of the ticket, you'll have the latest vendor security review because you're supposed to do those annually for certain vendors. So if uh, there's a checkmark box if that's one of those vendors. And then that way you can filter for those vendors when you're doing your your audits and you can have one of your security guys go in there and, and knock that out and attach the, the security assessment for the vendor for that year. This is genius. Okay. I, we don't name brands normally on this show, but man, I'm picturing Jira right now as being a lot more useful than I thought it was. All right. Yeah. I and mean, you could pretty much do this in any ticketing system. And I, and I really have to give the credit to our, our where I'm working now, they're our latest Scrum Master kind of took it to a whole new level before I came here. I was using uh, Jira as an example, but I was using the program or project management um, to monitor controls or certain goals for our security program. I never thought about moving out of the Excel spreadsheet and, and using it for all these other processes. And he's, he's the one who really mentored me and how to do that. So I really got to give him all the credit. Right on. All right. Now, other stuff we talked about this afternoon uh, in terms of the Jira can do everything. Uh, personnel on and offboarding. This is what I call JML, joiners, movers, leavers, where you're tracking people as they enter the organization, move around the organization, leave the organization. Walk me through using your ticketing system to track that life cycle. Yeah. So, um, you know, the HR system uh, at some places doesn't also track all personnel. It, it doesn't sometimes uh, due to regulatory requirements. It may not contract. Uh, track contractors uh, because it can't be treated as employees. And, and then also in the HR systems, not looking at like nuanced IT onboard offboarding, you know, checklists and things like that. So we also do the same thing, right? There's a, a stage uh, in the process uh, name and there's four or five stages, you know, and, and they, they get onboarded stage one. And during that onboard, it automatically kicks off certain tickets with certain teams to check certain activities like uh, MFA and, and certain groups in AD. And then during the off-port stage, it also does that as well and automatically sends certain emails and alerts out if something needs to be off-boarded. Uh, and all the typical data that you would want to keep uh, in an Excel spreadsheet for onboarding and off-boarding are just check boxes, drop-down boxes, or information that you would put in a text box in the ticket. All right, I'm going to start throwing some random ones out here because this is starting to sound like Jira can do everything, and I'm going to challenge this and see if I can if I can snag you on one. Data governance management. Yep, data governance management. And so we have uh, that one has a lot of process stages, just like risk management, because it's very important. So you have uh, the initial review stage, uh, an SME stage. Uh, then we go through the uh, security review stage. We have legal review as a as the next column, and then that one's optional as well. And then you go to registry and offboarding, um, and you could follow up the life cycle. And within the, the ticket itself, uh, you know, there's check boxes for if it's PII data, 
HIPAA data, uh, what regulatory requirements apply, what policies apply to it, where is it located within the company. That way, if, if an account uh, where they get compromised or have an issue, you can jump straight to that customer's data ticket and, and know exactly where it is, what, what security controls. Um, we have a, a, a in-transit and in-breast uh, you know, security little column where you can put what, what controls are being used. So, you know, right off the bat, just by clicking on the ticket, um, if the data was secured, where it was located, where controls were applied to it in a very easy fashion. Uh, usually that takes me like a 15 minute interview. And then all you got to do is maintain it every year. Let's pause there for just a second. And let's hear an over the top, completely Texas style send up of a word from our sponsor. Howdy y'all. Asset management for IT and security sure ain't easy, and our networks are fixing to get more complex. But I reckon there's a better way of doing things, and it starts with Axonius. Axonius helps you lasso everything in your environment, devices, users, software, and more, to provide an always up-to-date inventory, uncover gaps, and automate action. You want a free walkthrough of the platform? Head on over to axonius.com get dash a dash tour. That's A-X-O-N-I-U-S dot com slash get dash A dash tour. Fundamentally, I'm looking at the themes because we've covered risk management, vendor management, JML, data governance management. Um, you're treating it principally as a workflow tool, but you're also mm-hmm. creating the ticket itself as sort of a data object. It's almost like a mini database, the ticket itself. And yeah. then you've got all these stages, which are either mandatory or optional. You've got forks in the road where you can say it goes here, it goes there, it goes the other way. And, and that's all sort of workflow stuff. And basically, your ticketing system is designed to already do all of those things. Yeah, exactly. And then also, you could theoretically, if you needed to give it to someone outside the company or to an auditor, you could export to an Excel spreadsheet and, and uh, select certain data points, and it'll go in the right columns and the roles. And in and, and reverse, too, like if you're starting off in a small business, or you're a new CISO with a blank canvas, and you want to begin initially in Excel, uh, you can also import that into a ticketing system uh, project as well. Um, if the right columns and information there, of course, right? So you want to work uh, with your organization's ticketing systems as well, mm-hmm. uh, but it is possible. You know, and that's how we initially moved in a lot of the data off of Excel into the ticketing system was they just imported that data. I'm liking this. All right, I'm going to throw you another curveball. SOC 2 audit. How does Jira help me there? Or, or yeah, your so ticketing have, system of choice, right? Yeah, yeah, your ticketing system. Uh, in, in Jira, it's called a project, right? That's like an instant. It's not like a traditional term for project. But uh, yeah, there's a whole SOC 2 section. Um, so, you know, like in ticketing systems, there's uh, epics, so mm-hmm. which is kind of like the higher level. So the, the SOC control is the actual epic, and then you have the sub-requirements or sub-controls, right? Or, the things you got to do to prove that you're adhering to that SOC control uh, or just regular tasks. And we assign those tasks to the, the individual SMEs. And then the control itself may be um, if a certain team within the IT department, let's say, uh, really own that control, then it's usually the manager for that uh, team is probably the owner of the control. And then the, the various people underneath them own the task. Uh, now, that's always true. Like it may be the majority of their team, but one task might be owned by me to prove that we're doing the control. It might be the policy task. Um, but that way it's easy for the auditor to go in, they look at the control, they look at all the tasks to prove the control, and they can just click on that. You know, the ticketing system has links to external internet sites. You can attach 
the evidence into the ticket directly. Um, and then also as the process part, if you're looking at it, a Kanban or a board version of that instance for that project, um, you have the initial discovery phase or evidence gathering phase, whatever you want to call it. Then you could have auditor review and then uh, missing evidence, whatever you want to call each stage. And then that way the auditor or you as the manager of the SOP2 audit can go in and see uh, you know, what's ready for review, what's missing an artifact. And then if it's hundred percent complete, we move it into complete. Um, and we just use really the ticketing system as the whole life cycle for an audit. Oh my goodness. And you're giving read-only access to your auditor to that one project and that one project only. You can define SOC 2 as your project for whatever scope. It could be a second SOC 2 for a different yep. scope is a different project. Yeah. And all the artifacts are attached and all the links are there. Oh my goodness. And then That's you'd also don't have buy you, you don't have auditor lock-in. A lot of auditors have their own proprietary system or they're using their tool. Right. And in that way, if we want to switch auditors, we have years and years of audits all done in, in, in our same ticketing system. Um, the thing is also in security, right? We'll buy our own GRC tool or an auditing tool and all these things. Uh, if we do everything consistently in the ticketing system and the whole company's use of the ticketing system, uh, it, it's one less thing that, that the SMEs and stakeholders have to learn, right? Yeah. It's already a, yeah. a platform that they know, right? So there's a lot of benefits to it. And, and you could do the same thing even with internal audits with like an SCSF, mm -hmm. right? You could have, you know, the, the higher level echelon of the ticketing system whatever that is, Copilot is an epic or a story or whatever, uh, you could have that be the control genre and then you, whatever layer down is the control and then whatever layer down are the sub-controls and so on and so on. And then uh, you make it a, a new one every time you want to do an audit and you can um, have it, you know, show the percentage of completion and stuff like that and run reports on it. Now, you got to build this from scratch, but then once you do, you just maintain it and you own it. Um, and it can save you a lot of money, especially in your startup or a small mid-sized company, right? Like uh, tools, like, like, uh, I'm not going to name names, but right. you and I both know some of these tools, even for a small company, you're talking about 250 K. Yeah. I'd rather spend that. That's two bodies on my, my security team that I, right. Salary right. I yeah. No, just right? your, your high end GRC tools, your high end audit tools, even the modern, um, again, I'm not naming names, but there's a whole new uh, category of SOC 2 automation. They call it, even though it's not really yeah. automated. Uh, it's as automated, I suppose, as it can be. There's a whole new set of tools doing that. Those guys are actually pretty affordable. But I would imagine you're still losing out versus your ticketing system because, to your point, you've already got a whole business that knows the ticketing system. And yeah. and you're going to buy yeah, this new tool, being... and you're going to bring it in, and you're going to confuse everybody and have to train them up and blah, 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 blah. And where's your value at? Yeah, and you're not being charged for every, you know, genre or for, like, let's say, Jira, right, for, for each project you create. If you're, you've got the enterprise version, you're not being charged extra. Right. For projects, right? right. You so, can create a project, you can create an epic, you can create a story all day long ad, yep. ad infinitum. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And if you had a tool for every one of these processes, you know, I, I think in the average company I work, I probably save anywhere easily from on the low end, half a million to the high end, 1.5 million for a small to mid-sized business by just using the ticketing system for all the common things we used to do in Excel spreadsheet and, and. The and amount the of time that I tools. save, yeah, and the amount of money and, and time that I save not being in Excel is, is worth its weight in gold. Yeah, it's funny because I, you know, I'm an Excel junkie myself, and I can I can name spreadsheets that I've worked on, you know, with pivots, you know, pivot tables and all this other kind of stuff going on where literally you would double-click the Excel uh, spreadsheet 
and you would wait 30, 40, 50 seconds for it to actually open up and run. And mm-hmm. then somewhere yep. in this complexity of all these internested pivot tables and, you know, this tablet, this this tab has all this math that feeds that tab and da-da-da-da-da. Somebody accidentally makes some change to something, changes the formula to a static number or whatever, and the whole chain breaks and you're, and you're debugging your Excel for days. Um, I, I've been exactly. there. And, and it seems like this avoids a whole lot of that kind of trap too because Jira's kind of idiot-proof. Yeah. And I think with the with the radio checkboxes and drop down menus and things like this, it, for some reason, it's just so much faster, more efficient. I don't feel like I'm spending as much time having to maintain a database uh, as I used to uh, when having an Excel spreadsheet for every one of these different processes or, or databases that you would typically need in a security program. I, I probably saved at least seventy five percent of the time I used to I used to do before just managing Excel spreadsheets. That's nice. So massive time savings, massive tool savings, um, familiarity for the whole organization that's already using it. So you're not training them on a second and new tool. Yeah. Um, easy to use interface with your clicks and your checks and your radio boxes and, you know, radio, radio buttons and all that good jazz. So, so, you know, simple UI and controllable UI. And then ultimately, it's also sort of a workflow and lifecycle management tool, which most people don't think of a ticketing system as being that, but that's precisely what it is, is a ticket follows its journey. That's a lifecycle mm-hmm. tool, right? This yeah, is and, and an automation tool, because as you move it to different stages or you click certain things within a ticket, you can have, you know, any, any, any integration executed automated email or, or any other API integration to another system as well. Uh, so, so that's there. Now, you do need to have a ticketing. There's some lightweight, very small uh, use case scenarios for ticketing systems that you probably wouldn't want to use, you know, just because you can't highly customize the stages or, or the tickets. Um, and if your company doesn't have a, a good SME uh, on how to manipulate the ticketing system to get to do what you want, there's, there could be some challenges there. You may need to hire someone. And, right. And do you want to hire someone just for the security program to use the ticketing system, right? That that's something that you're going to have to build a business case for. But if you you have the skills and abilities and you have a decent ticketing system that allows highly customization of the, the flow process and the stages uh, and the tickets themselves. You, you can easily do uh, everything you would ever need as a CISO in, in your ticketing system and save a lot of money and time. That's beautiful. All right. Any other tips, any other ideas, notions, suggestions? What else can we be using our ticketing system for that we hadn't thought of? We've covered risk management, vendor management, uh, JML, personnel onboarding and offboarding. Data governance management, audits with SOC 2, even generic ones like CSF. Um, what else What else can go in there? What else am I missing? Yeah, one thing I, I haven't really explored yet that I'd be interested in, in doing is maybe some kind of uh, monthly KPI um, monitoring, any kind of uh, security business operations monitoring where the ticket, uh, each ticket has the percentage data and you just have people assigned to them for updating it every quarter or every month, depending how often you're getting reports to senior management or a board uh, and trying to turn that into some kind of, um, I wouldn't call it even a process, but some kind of dashboard monitoring of percentages. Now, there's also a way to do that in Confluence. So eventually, I think that's the next thing I want to kind of explore is automating the monthly or quarterly security status. Um, that would be interested to explore maybe on the next topic. Well, and and Jira's connections to Confluence, and obviously, you know, again, we're we're getting into brand names and specific here, but 
Those two tools come from the same vendor. There's already lots of crosstalk and lots of integration. You can use your Jira as your workflow yeah. and your Confluence as your ins and outs, right? Like, like that's already yeah. there for you with that particular tool suite. Um, yeah, and so I'm you sure can the have a ticket half. Yeah, you could assign a ticket to certain people to, to put certain data in there and then feed it into Confluence. And then on the Confluence page, you could have the security program status, what, what percentage enterprise has EDR antivirus and what percentage enterprise has X, Y, or Z. And it automatically updates uh, as those tickets get worked on. Oh, it's something I'm definitely going to look at. And I'm sure it's using other ticketing systems that API integration into whatever intranet site that you're using for Microsoft or whoever. Right. Uh, you may be able to still do that. But th I think that's uh, the next maturity level that I want to look into. Yeah. It's definitely something uh, I need to put time into exploring more. This is fantastic. Durley, thank you so much for jumping on with this conversation with me. It was just, we talked about it this afternoon and I absolutely had to record you this evening. This was just too cool. This is, this is eye opening, and it's moments like this in, in our CISO uh, craft that uh, it, it always floors me when somebody comes up with such an innovative, you know, simple trick, like our reliance on Excel, our reliance on spreadsheets. And granted there's the Google sheets crowd, right? But our reliance on spreadsheets is, is overly high. It's always been there. And I'm always convinced that the best way to solve a problem in cyber is to just simply stop and look like, like people say, what's a good idea for a cyber startup, right? And, and my answer is always the same. You're walking down the road, you keep tripping over the same thing. Do something about that thing you trip over. You're walking yeah. down the road, you keep stepping in the same pothole. Do something about that pothole, right? Like, like you're solving one of those problems we've been tripping over this whole time and nobody really thought much about it, which is our overly reliance on spreadsheets, the complexity, the pain in the butt nature of maintaining them, getting them integrated back into your presentation software and blah, 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 blah. We all know the, 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 the pitfalls and the hazards of using spreadsheets. And here's this tool that's already sitting on our desk that we just hadn't thought to leverage this way. So thank you, Durley. This is, this is genius, man. Yeah, I mean, it's either Excel spreadsheet or people want to jump straight into a very high maturity level you know, big organization, big bank kind of tool, right? right? Like GRC tools, right? So there was never anything in between. Um, and I think this is a good middle on the road kind of solution to where you get out of Excel without having to, to jump into a big complex right. tool that, you know, got to admin. Uh, and, and that has its own challenges as well, right? Sure, um, sure. Or building your own proprietary, you know, tool internally to try to monitor certain workflows. I I hope those days are almost behind us now. The, 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 you know, when I was, I remember when I was first coming up in the industry, every shop had its own massive proprietary monolithic stuff going on. And eventually people started phasing that stuff out. It, I know it still happens. I know it still goes on here and there, but, but it's such a pain from all perspectives, sustainability, security, et cetera, et cetera. Like, like get off of these proprietary solutions. This is a great way to leverage an existing tool that serves that same high-level function that a lot of people are expecting a tool to serve. This is just really good stuff, man. I sure appreciate you coming out and talking with us about it. Yeah, anytime. Thanks for the opportunity to chat. All right, I got one question for you, which I have not asked you yet because I've been, sure. this is the new question since you were last on the show. You are given a magic wand and you can wave it and you can change any one thing about cybersecurity, people, process, technology, the ecosystem, the vendors, the, the technology stack, the whatever. You can change any one thing about cybersecurity. What one thing would you change? I wish there was one worldwide standard for a security framework that, you know, all companies, especially uh, publicly traded companies, had to adhere to. And in that way, uh, there was just one standard to follow. We wouldn't have to translate between companies when you're vetting vendors or other potential partners. and. Uh, 
everyone would have one posture uh, to adhere to. So I, I think it would definitely reduce risk throughout the whole world on, on the cybersecurity front. Right on the grand unified framework model. And then there's the running XKCD cartoon joke where uh, somebody points out that these frameworks are missing this and these are missing that. And you know what we're going to do? We're going to create one superset framework that includes them all. And then the next panel on the cartoon is, and now there are 14 frameworks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We definitely need, uh, you know, I'm not big on regulation, but a little regulation goes a long way. And I, I definitely think if there was one framework to rule them all, and there yeah. was some kind of G, uh, you know, GDPR kind of regulatory requirement where, hey, if we catch you not doing this and it calls X, Y, and Z, and we can prove that you were not doing your due diligence, we're going to hit you with 5, 10% global revenue. And that would motivate a lot of companies to do the right thing. Yeah, it sure would. It sure would. It's worked for privacy. It has indeed worked for privacy. So why wouldn't it work for security? And that, uh, that reminds me, if you haven't caught the show with uh, your own Levy, he and I deconstructed the new SEC proposal. Um, give that one a listen. That one's fun. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tip of the hat towards that, that vision you're describing. Yeah. All right. Well, Durley, thank you so much for coming on down to the ranch. Thank you, listeners. Y'all be good now.